0: Welcome to Oaken Bros. This is Eric.
1: I'm Michael, and if you want to learn about the secrets of the universe, the law of attraction, mysticism, brohood, gambling, movies, pop culture, archangels, magic, good food, business, health, family, and mediumship, and now intuition, smash that subscribe button, hit the thumbs up, press that little noty icon thing, and spread this video around like butter
0: on a biscuit. We love it. So today we have on Kim Chesney, author of Radical Intuition, A Revolutionary Guide to Using Your Inner Power. Thank you for coming on, Kim.
2: Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm excited really? to talk to you guys. Thank yeah, you.
0: We, we are too. So you made it your life's work to help people use their intuition for success. Uh, my question is, how do you define intuition? Is it spiritual or is it like that gut feeling that you get?
2: Yeah, and you know, that really is the underlying question that, that drove me to, to write this book to begin with. Because the, the short answer is yes, it's spiritual, but it's also very practical. It's also an innate part of our human design. So there's really so much more to intuition than we've been hearing about, than you hear in the woo culture, or that you have, you know, the world has told us over the years. I really feel like it's something that um, has been suppressed a little bit. We've been taught not to trust because there's so much power there.
1: How do you access? intuition. Is it something that you, do you you pray to it? Is it, do you know that, that hunch is it psychic ability?
2: Yes. It's all those things. And, and the thing about intuition and I really, why it's so radical and, and why I, you know, I came up with that idea with that title is because it really is this full spectrum application in our life. It helps us to have psychic powers. It helps us to innovate. It helps us to create, build our businesses. Like everything that you just listed in the beginning of this program, intuition applies to everything we do. It's just the complementary force to our intellectual mind. We can do things by following our rational mind linearly, or we can use that sort of quantum thinking, which allows us to tap into that data of the universe that is you know, pervasive and ever existent, and draw down that stuff that really leads to these these elements of genius that we see in the so world. So, is
1: that is it your subconscious mind? Is intuition your is it your subconscious kind of like screaming out from the background?
2: Well, yes and no. So, if I like to look at it in terms of three levels of consciousness, um, the first, you know, consciousness is the everyday place where we are. You know, we, we're trying to be mindful, aware, awake when we come conscious, right? We're in that sort of middle zone unconsciousness is really all the things that we're not aware of. That's kind of pushed down underneath us that we might be doing out of from reactions for our past or, or really, you know, conditioning in the world. But there's also this thing we forget about called the superconsciousness, And that's where our intuition is really from. That's where that high vibe information from is from all of that data, all of the stuff that we can access throughout the world. That's not linear, not local, so really, we tap into this super conscious element when we use our intuition, but it does come through the subconscious as well in our dreams. Um, but when we're talking about things in the subconscious, it's more like instinct, right? Intuition's different. Intuition, we're fully conscious, we're fully aware when we use our intuition. Really? So, like,
0: I feel like I, I feel like my intuition tricks me sometimes because, like, I'm I like playing golf, and I'm going into the golf game, and I'm like, I'm gonna. I'm going to play amazing. And then I play terrible. Is that intuition that, I'll let, or is that my, is that like, I'm not understanding my intuition or is that just cause I'm a shitty golfer? No wait. <laughs> is, is it like Explain that to me. So is, is, is that my gut feeling just not working or is, is am I not tapping into my intuition correctly?
2: Well, you know, we'd really want to look at how that feeling was for you. And, and you know, in the book, I talk about sort of an intuition checklist and things we can say, is this a genuine intuition? You know, if you have a gut feeling that it's coming from this place of peace, and power and and knowingness, really like a knowing feeling. Real intuition comes through as sort of a knowing and a feeling, but it's not emotional. It's not, it doesn't really drive you from that place of ego, right? So so we have to kind of touch into how, if that was a genuine intuition and you can really, you know, put it through these elements to kind of figure it out. And so maybe it was a genuine intuition and, you know, things just went a different direction throughout the day for some reason because there's free will and there. And we live in a dynamic world where things change. And there could have been alignment in the beginning and, you know, something shifted. But more likely is it was something where it was just more of a personal feeling or emotion than an actual intuition. And we have okay. to make that distinction. It's important. So
0: is intuition predicting the future?
2: Um, well, I wouldn't say predicting <clears throat> because I, <laughs> we're going to get into physics here. And I feel like there's really? a lot of different futures, <laughs> right? So... Uh-huh. Intuition helps us to you know, think of intuition in terms of quantum physics. I mean, I, I think it's it's really important to understand that. You know, I always say, um, sort of old school thinking, rational thinking is sort of like Newtonian physics. It's it, it's linear, right? We can only understand thought processes as they evolve and the things in front of us, the things behind us. So new. Thinking, which is more intuitive thinking is more quantum. So we couldn't be having this discussion a hundred years ago because people didn't understand that quantum physics existed. All this stuff was just magic. When intuition worked, it was like demons or something crazy, right? Now we understand the things like Heisenberg's uncertainty principle, you know, all the interconnectivity that we see in physics and quantum reality that, that all of a sudden, intuition's not that crazy anymore. The fact that all the data is out there in the world, in my book, I talk with Jesse Schell about the universe being a simulation. And if there's a simulation, then we're like, you know, computers able to download and connect with that information. And that's what our intuition essentially is. It's that pipeline to that universal energy of everything that's ever happened, will happen, is happening right now. Our intuition has access to that if we learn to understand it and tap into it. So yes, it can see things in the future, different futures. It doesn't know, you know, there's there's not one predictable future but it can also know things that are happening on the other side of the world. Or at a different time, or you can pick up on things from people's past because intuition doesn't know time or space.
1: How did you learn about that? Was there like you didn't come out of the womb? You're like intuition's everything. This is it. Superconscious, <laughs> long and yours. Like something had to have happened that you were like, oh my god, I have to write a book on this. What what was that spark?
2: Well, I mean, I, I have sort of been obsessed with it my whole life, so so I think I had a, a little bit of a calling to. Okay. To my this has been sort of my purpose, but yes, when I was in my twenties, I had some really powerful experiences with intuition. Uh, one of which was just a simple thing, like I had my palms read by a gypsy when I lived in England, who told me I was going to be in a foreign courtroom and was like 1990 or 1994. And that was 1991 when she told me, so it was three years later. Oh. Sure enough, I ended up on jury duty that year. So just something simple like that made me realize, okay, it's possible to know the future and and going on that premise. Like it was, there was no way she could have, just, she, there's no way she could have known that. I didn't even know the lady like, for her to know that for, so for me, you know, it was a really foundational premise of, I need to understand how this works. And if she can do it, what we must all be able to do it because we're all human beings so it started there and and, you know with some of my own personal experiences that i really had to rectify because otherwise i you know was thinking i was going insane that i was doing these things so um it was really a personal mission uh, to understand my world and my experiences and um yeah and it kind of has evolved to this point
1: that's incredible
0: you talk about science and then, you know, it's not every day either. We have people on our show that talk about science, or they talk about spirituality. You're like you're, marrying, the yeah. Two. You're 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 talking about them in the same vein. Expand on that. How how is is quantum physics spirituality?
2: I, I think the, I think they're coming together. You know, I think it's happening more and more and I, and 10, 20 years from now, I think this conversation is going to be much more unified and I agree with you 100%, you know, and it's one of the things that, you know, I'm trying to bridge that gap because I see the same thing. You know, I see these two worlds kind of circling each other, but just being afraid to really become united. And, uh, you know, I worked in tech and, and for 20 years, that, that was, you know, my job and working with, you know, technologists and innovation and really tied in a lot with science and, and so I was, you know, really able to develop both sides of my own brain. So for me, it made sense. And, you know, talking with people and and gravitating to people who understood this sort of fusion theory of bringing together these worlds and, and knowing that they actually support each other instead of contradict each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, can you access it by meditation?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Meditation. Yeah.
1: Good. <laughs> no, what, what are your thoughts on meditation? Because I dabble a little bit and then like... Meditation to me is like, um, it's kind of like carbs. You can't, yeah, just to me, it's like you go and you go crazy on it, mm-hmm. and then you kind of scale back. What's yeah. your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, so meditation is is really uh, helpful for using your intuition. It's not necessary. It's not a requirement for intuition. But what's great about meditation is that it gets us into this space where we can quiet our thoughts, where there's you know this opportunity to listen to those little drop-ins, because because our insight comes in the places between our rational thinking mind that's usually going a mile a minute. So meditation serves to slow us down, get us into that quiet place. And you, know, it's just as good to go for a ride or a run or take a hot shower or bath as it is to meditate if you can quiet your mind and get into that open space where your intuition can speak.
0: Right. Does uh, Is hypnotism um, hypnotism. Hypnotism. Yeah. I've corrected you a billion times. That's fine. I'm no, I'm never going to say it right. Hypnotism. <laughs> uh, can hypnotism bring out intuition?
2: You know, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. I don't know how to speak that honestly because I've never worked with hypnosis and intuition. I would imagine there's people like you know Edgar Casey who was amazing and did wonderful things with his intuition and mm-hmm. um, during those sleeping states. So I, I think the answer is yes. I personally haven't worked that way. Uh, for me, because it's always about. For me, it's about getting into that higher conscious place where we're more awake and more alert and more connected. So, how uh, do
0: you do that? What is what does that mean? Getting into that higher conscience place. How how do you do that? How how is intuition for dummies, so to speak? How like what would you tell somebody who is? That's your next book title, by the way. I know, I intuition intuition for that. dummies. <laughs> how do you ha- take someone who who thinks they're not intuitive at all and say this is how you become intuitive?
2: Yeah, and that's actually what I do with my husband. He, you know, he's a he's a cybersecurity guy, so an army guy. So he was like, Ah, intuition. Like he didn't know what I was talking about when we met. And and now he's like the the best person using intuition all the time and tell talking to his team about it. So it really is a matter of really just first of all understanding what intuition is because there's so many misconceptions about it that it's this super woo thing or that you have to talk to angels and spirits which is fine you can do that with your intuition but that's not that's not the core of intuition you know the core of intuition is really you know harnessing that part of ourselves that we've been taught to not look at because we don't understand how to use it so really getting into this space so in you know intuition is really about energy So we want to be able to be on a high energy frequency. When we're in a place where we're in a high level of frequency, feeling good, feeling uplifted, raising our spirits, it's much easier to Mm -hmm. open up to intuitive guidance because it exists on that higher frequency. And I realized this really on because when I was having those experiences that I talked about in my younger days, they would always happen in times when I was really happy or I had a great day or something really good happened to me because I had a shift that happened. And then I started to realize when I made that shift happen. And you can do that through meditation and through affirmations. And there's ways that you can actually work with your own energy and lift it up that that more of this stuff would start to happen as I did that. So you hear people talking about high vibe living and all that stuff, but there's actually a real element to that. There's a real, again, when we get to physics, something shifts in our energy level. Think about it when you're when you're not feeling good or you're sleepy or you're tired, you, you can't really think straight. You don't really get good ideas Like because intuition is very much tied to inspiration and that whole creative process. So So when you're on those lower frequency levels on those unconscious levels, it can be harder for your intuition to get through. So, getting into the place of being awake and healthy and feeling good really aligns you with that intuitive frequency. So,
0: how do you, how do you, how does somebody get into that position? Without giving away the book, without, <laughs> without like, you know, going into the book because we want
1: people to buy the book.
2: No, yeah, because the book really is a doing book. It teaches you all of this stuff. And that's what's so great about, you know, I didn't want to write another book talking about how great intuition was, you know, don't just take it from me. I want you to go out and try it for yourself and experience it for yourself, because that's how you really realize its power. When you're like, when you witness it, you're like, oh, my God, I just knew this thing that I could never know. Somehow I knew it. It's real. I, I have to explain this. And that's really where it all starts. So, you know, practicing your intuition, there's in the book, there's exercises you can do to just to practice every day, getting little hits, having those moments of serendipity, getting into those connections of, of, you know, like we've all heard those times where I was going to say something and someone else said it, or I picked up the phone just as someone was going to call me, right? More and more of this stuff starts to happen as you start putting your attention on your intuition. So really the first couple of things you need to do, and actually on my website, I have a free wake up your intuition guide. That, you, that goes over all this stuff, real simple stuff. First off, just, first of all, slow down, right? We have to slow down, we're so busy. We're like, we're running 10%. hundred percent. So when we slow down, we get into that mindful space, you know, where we can hear our intuition a little more, take those moments, meditate, go for that walk or jog or whatever to open up space. And then really start paying attention to any thoughts, impressions, ideas that come from nowhere. And that's really important because we get them all the time. But we dismiss them as random thoughts or chatter. When so many times you're getting really valuable insights that can be true, real guidance in your life. You know, like oh, you just have this thought. Well, I I should you know have you know uh, someone drive me to the doctor's office today. But you're like, yeah, I can go by myself. And then you get there and you get out and you had a test and you can't drive. Right? That kind of thing happens just in a really practical way every day and and the more we learn to listen to that little part of our intuition it just makes our life easier and saves us trouble and and really gets us aligned with that sort of ease of life so
1: is, it, is this psychic ability is this something cuz like we believe in mediums we believe in psychics we have been told by mediums stuff that no one on planet earth could say i was we we lost our father 3 years ago he yeah, we appreciate it he smoked his whole life he wasn't giving it up and he went out the way he wanted to go out. And we're still connected with him more now than we were even here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He warned me in November 2019. He said to me through this guy, George Anderson, who's a medium but also a psychic, he said, you better buckle up for 2020. It is going oh, to be wow. it is going to be a roller coaster. Wow. It's going to be hard. You're going to survive it. But just be very careful. Be mindful. Blah, blah. And I'm like, 2020, I'm like, wow. our business is booming. We're writing books. We're doing all this. 2020 came, and as you and the rest of the world knows, you know went to hell in a handbasket.
0: Yeah, our day job we're we're in the travel business, and obviously,
1: so so. But I don't I don't want to like veer too far off course are mediums using this intuition or psychics? Use- yeah, they are Perfect. probably better Absolutely. than anybody.
2: And honestly, mediumship and, and spiritualism was, was my early gateway into this work because when I had how to so. figure out,
1: how so yeah,
2: well, because so here I am, I'm having all these experiences that I needed to understand. That was 20 years ago. We didn't have the internet, right? We didn't, we just had some right. books to read, but if I wanted to go out and meet with someone and learn about my intuition, psychic development was the only way. And mm-hmm. And so I sort of naturally gravitate for that. And I and I actually worked with some some really wonderful mediums and, and learned a lot from them about that whole aspect. And that's when my first book, The Psychic Workshop, was based on my work with these with uh, mediums and, and spiritual. Really? Yeah. Um, but it, it's really evolved from that like I really feel like that's a piece that's a piece and it's important and it's true like there are different forms of life in the world um, just because we are not in these physical bodies doesn't mean that that we don't exist and I have had the exact same experience as you and I 100% uh, can confirm that and so just really realizing that we're multi dimensional beings and there's more to us than our physical bodies 100% exactly and so use we can use our intuition to connect beyond the physical wo- realms.
0: You know, you know what helped me understand mediumship, intuition, psychic ability? Uh we interviewed a gentleman by the name of Eben Alexander. He had a near death experience and what really He's like
1: the gold, oh, pardon me, he's like the gold standard for for NDEs. I mean, this guy, yeah. he was in a coma
0: for a week and, and he's he's, wow. a, he's a he's a neurosurgeon. Um oh, wow. so he, didn't and, in, he, didn't he didn't believe in Who didn't believe and yeah. then he had these experiences and he said there has been documentation. Done by scientists, there has been reports and and studies done that your thoughts and your memories and I'm assuming your intuition is not in your brain. Ooh, it does uh, not it does not exist there. It exists somewhere else in your soul because we're very clearly hearing from our father and he's dead. Yes. All right. He's he's in. We, a, buried, he, we buried we buried him. We, in we, February we buried him along yeah. with his brain, and <laughs> then all of a sudden we're having conversations with him, right? And, yeah. and I love that obviously his thoughts and, and memories went with him wherever he is in the, you know, on the, on the other side. Is that the super conscious? Is that yeah.
1: what when you kind of like shuffle off this mortal coil, do you go, does you, t- do you take your subconscious into the super?
2: Yeah, yeah, I really feel like it's and that's kind of a simple way of looking at it because intuition is the universal language, uh, and that's what I, I like to tell people. If you're going to invest in anything in this life, invest in your intuition because it's the one thing you can take with you when you go. Because whether um, whether we're communicating with spirits, quote unquote, you know, right. other forms of life, pets, animals, each other that's the way that is the energetic form of communication that it runs the universe. It's, it's way beyond our language that we use here to communicate with each other and, and has such an instant capability. And I, and, and it's true for anyone who's also had an out-of-body experience. They can tell you, I can tell you that my brain and my consciousness have been in two separate places and more than one occasion. Did you, did you have a, an out-of-body experience? Yeah, I've had several please go into what that. The, what, what was, was the, that cir-
0: like, What were the circumstances of it too?
2: Well, and I, and I did just touch on that. I, that core idea of both times that I've had really good ones have been on times when I felt really good. So I think things like this can happen from an energetic shift. So you can either have a traumatic accident or something can, like that can happen. Right. Or you can just be in a place. And this is a way we'd ideally all want to do it. If we want to have these experiences is to uplift ourselves is to ha- feel good. Right. And you get into a place both nights. I had a wonderful day. I went to bed feeling great. And I think they both actually kind of happened by accident because I was sleeping where I wasn't normally sleeping. And, and, um, you know, the first time I was very young, I was 19 and I was visiting a friend in Toronto and I was upstairs um, sleeping in the bedroom. And I just woke up in the middle of the night looking at this Monet poster. And I was like, wow, it's, I love Monet. I'm an artist. This is beautiful. And all of a sudden I had this thought, I'm like, wait a second. I realized the, she had put the Monet poster at the top of her ceiling and I was looking at it at eye level and I just had this moment and I thought, how can I be looking at this at eye level? And I, as soon as I saw that, I was, I was like, boom, I felt this feeling and I was sat up in bed and my whole body was pins and needles. And that was the first time that I realized that something was up, like, and I just sat there, right? And then you're a kid at that point, I was like, kind of brushed it off. I was just like, that was right. really weird, but I kind of brushed it off and then started happening more and more. And I've, I noticed that there was a theme really to being in that high vibe place where you could go out there and you kind of like it literally lifts you up. And and I, I remember that night, having to kind of hold myself in my body because it was just like, lifting up. I was just just it was just a part can of me. you like,
1: access <laughs> that like this. Can you can you personally just be like, Alright, I'm going there?
2: No, it's not that no. easy. Okay. <laughs> I wish it was that easy, but I right. think are forces at work, you know, I, you know, I can really prime my energy to do work like that, but I can't just like hop out of my body. You know, okay. I think there are, there is some dynamics involved with, you know, they have, it happens meaningfully or it happens accidentally. Either there's a, that kind of thing where the body is in alignment somehow and it just happens and it's this fluke. Or, you know, it happens for a meaningful awareness or something to teach you something or show you something. So that's the other thing to remember about all this work. You know, it's so exciting and it's full of wonder and and all of this mystery. But when this stuff happens, it's not just... Playtime, you know, it's there for a meaningful reason, hmm. which is our growth and our evolution, and and expanding the human consciousness to be more than it is. Because we're like children right now. This world is a All horrible right. place in so many ways, and it's so important for us to come together and lift ourselves up and and overcome our divisions. And really, I think that's what our intuition is trying to do.
0: Can you expand on the simulation aspect? Is that just a term so we can wrap our monkey brains around it?
2: Uh, you know, I know it it goes, there's a lot of, uh, or is
0: it deeper or is it more, or is it more scientific than that? Where is it? What, what research and what have you found out about the simulation? Is it like the matrix, you know?
2: Well, you know, and I had, um, I interviewed Jesse shell who you may have seen he was on, um, through the wormhole with Morgan Freeman talking about, he's a game. Uh, you should check that out He's a CMU professor and a friend of mine. And we, we're talking, we have an interview on YouTube too, talking about this. And um, he wrote this whole book on, you know, on the game design and how it parallels life. And this episode really talked about, you know, life is a simulation and how you know plausible and the, the metaphor is. So whether it is for our monkey minds, because you know, as human beings, we do have a limited consciousness. We're, I mean, I don't think we could even fathom what's really happening on the other side of this world that we live in, in our small brains. But it is a good metaphor to help us to understand, especially with information and data being carried electronically and with energetic um, elements because we've been so, for all of you know, past centuries, we've been so like tied into the physical body and everything having to be this real physical experience, Right. realizing that those subtleties are powerful and that there is a kind of matrix behind it all that connects everything.
1: Unbelievable. Um, you had multiple. I'm fascinated by the out-of-body experience. You've had multiple. Mm-hmm. It, can you expand on a few more?
2: Well, I'll tell you the the, the biggest one of my life um, was when I was twenty three. I was twenty two at the time, but it it's really only
1: like five years ago, right? Five six years ago? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> that's right. Just a couple years ago. Right? Couple
1: years ago. Fair <laughs> sure enough.
2: Um, yeah. So I was twenty five, and again, I had had a really, um, I had, had a really great day, and it was the same kind of thing. I went to bed, and I had had a just a just a similar experience of of being in a different place, and that I shouldn't have been. And when I when I woke up the next morning, I had I had what I would call my awakening. I and when I read Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now, like 15 years later, uh, I realized that that is what had happened to me because I was in this place of peace like I could not ever imagine. I was young. I was, you know, I was a kid. So things are tumultuous when you're a kid. I was on my own. I was going through hard times. And I went through this, this, this solid week of of just all i wanted to do was just sit and look out of my window or be on the park bench and just be like i didn't even know presence nobody talked about presence and being all this stuff that wasn't a thing yet so right. i had no idea what was happening to me and i was so confused about it but i loved it and and i just wrote in my journal and and really realized that i, I knew i had touched something that, or that something had touched me or made a shift inside me that allowed me to experience a different Dimension of being of trust in the and love and all of that stuff we talk about, like it just felt it. And gradually, unfortunately, over the weeks, it it wore off, you know, and I went back to my daily life. And but I never ever forgot that. And I and I I think about it every day and that experience every day because I truly feel like that's when we die, when we pass, when we move on, that is that feeling of completion, that feeling of all interconnectedness with life itself that is at the core of all of our being
0: can your intuition be wrong no really (laughs) really
2: Uh, yeah and that's like my favorite question like it's people like well when what what about when my intuition is wrong like your intuition is never wrong your intuition is by nature truth so chances are if something went awry in the intuitive process either um we mistook intuition something else for intuition right so or you know or sometimes the We didn't see the big picture and the outcome hasn't happened yet. Right. So sometimes we think, oh, I did this thing. It was this terrible." My intuition totally told me to do this. And I like crashed and burned. Well, maybe you needed to crash and burn because what happens next is what you really need. Right. So intuition isn't always going to tell you right there. The next thing is going to solve all your problems, but it is going to take you to the path that you need to learn the lessons that you need to learn.
1: Does journaling play a part in intuition?
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's journaling and and intuition because creativity and intuition are really another, you know, they really go hand in hand. It's that process of bringing down insight and inspiration and, and ideas. And so really, any creative act is this process of channeling our intuition to really, you know, bring information in the world, bring beauty in the world. If you're an artist, and and it's a it's a great way to just really flex your intuitive muscles, creativity.
1: I, I just want to say, I, I I'm a writer. I've written over 20 books. I'm a published author. This is the show's not about me, but when I wrote my books, it was it came from somewhere else. Yes, there was no way that I was sitting in and, and typing and and I was like. My name is Michael. This is how it's done. the The words just flow through you. And it was in this book by um called Do the Work by Stephen Pressman. It was a life-changing book. I don't know if you've read that, but he's he said as a writer, he's like, you're grabbing from the superconscious, yes. conscience. and you're you're taking it because there's like this it's like a black room, right? It's like an empty black room that's the size of the universe and everything just is formed from this room and you're picking mm-hmm. from this room is that what intuition absolutely. is that's yeah.
2: a great analogy it, yes. it absolutely is Yeah, it's- as for
1: like us our small minds like okay there's a room in your house there's nothing in it but you could form anything you want from inside that black void mm-hmm. and you can go and write books and you can create
0: stories I mean, and be it, an artist and- but intuition doesn't you know intuition isn't necessarily going to make you a million dollars but it's going to like, is it going to put you on the track for success?
2: Well, I always say, because people are like, what is the ROI, you know, on my (laughs) intuition, right? And and when you're operating by your intuition, you're operating on your full steam, your highest potential. So when you're following that, I mean, you have much more likelihood to be successful in your project, to make money, to do all of those things, to be able to relate to your customers, your clients, to know the new products that people really need. That's all intuitive, right? All that stuff, you can't, Mm -hmm. Can't strategize that without your intuition. So once you're really operating on that level, things align, and it's that alignment that That brings. That is so crazy.
1: That is so nuts. There, you know, we own a global car service, and like when when there's an error, when there's an issue, when there's something happening somewhere in this world where a client is being missed or something, Eric and I feel it. Yeah. We feel that there's something wrong, a, that- there's a, a, a disturbance in the force. Yes. yes I, yes. I say all the time. <laughs> Star I, Wars. I, well, I mean,
0: to me, Star Wars was a I documentary. Mean, Lucas knew what he did. George Lucas knew exactly what he was talking about yes. back in the 70s. Yeah,
2: that's 100% a thing. Yeah, it's just like that. A disturbance in the force.
1: <laughs> our mother, our mother's a medium. Oh my God, Kim, this is crazy. Our mother's a medium. She has told me things. That were weeks in advance. She goes, "There's going to be a plane crash in our neighborhood," and I'm like, what, "What? What are you doing? Like, why would you even say that?" No joke. Two weeks after she said that, a small propeller plane crashed in the people in the, like in in the fields, um, you know, a couple miles from our house. Yeah, and that was uh, I would say about ten years ago. But like, she's she saw and that Nina. was before that was before she really recognized her her ability. ability. Right, right, but, but like. So I have these cognitive dreams. This this may be with what you're talking about, and I'm I'm searching for this mm-hmm. since I was a little boy. My dreams come true. It's the and like I'm sleeping. I'm I'm a, I'm a good sleeper. When I hit the head, when I hit the pillow, I am out like a light, and I'm out for seven hours straight. And my dreams, I will I will predict the future. Mm-hmm. I did I did it recently. This is like silly, but like I knew the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and I told Eric this live on air. I said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go in. I saw Tom Brady holding up another trophy. I saw it in my mind. I said it on air. I put it on my Facebook profile to show that I did this. Tom Brady won his seventh Super Bowl. Is that intuition? And could you access it while you're sleeping? Does it come to you in dreams?
2: So that's so great. And I love that story. And I always call dreaming sort of backdoor intuition. So intuition oh, coming from, front door and that's how we get into the high bed place. Or sometimes, you know, it just wants to just slip in through the back door and that's where and it can be very, very powerful. And I, you know, the, the dream, the whole dreamscape has many different ways of, of opening us up because our our rational mind's out of the way there. So it's, you know, it's it's fertile grounds for our intuition and sometimes it'll come through with, with just a, you'll just wake up in the morning and you'll just have a thought in your head or you'll just have an experience that you remember, right? So yeah. so.
0: You know what happened to me? It happened this morning. I'm an analytical guy and I do reports and um, I've been wanting this type of report and I was going to parse the data in a certain way and I just could never figure it quite out. And I've been ruminating about it for two years. And finally today I woke up and I had it and it just clicked Mm -hmm. and it was so weird because it was right in front of me the entire time on how, your on, how, on how to get it done. It was right in front of me. And then all of a sudden today I figured it out.
2: You're like Einstein. That's what he used to do all the time. Be like, I'm trying to solve a problem. And he would talk about, he'd just wake up in the middle of the night and he'd know the answer or just come to him like that's, that, that. That's, that's
1: subconscious. Time. That's intuition. This is, this is right up our alley, Kim. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all
0: so before we wrap up, Kim, uh, what's your, uh, you look like someone that plans. What is your what's your game plan? Or do you have other books in the pipeline? What is you know, what's your, what's your goal for the next year or two?
2: Yeah, so I, you know, I, I'm, i I live, eat, sleep, breathe intuition, uh, as you can tell. And you know, I have a school, I have an online school that I started three years ago. So wow. I'm, I'm growing that and you know, teaching people and I'm having online courses and programs, really, because you know, my mission is to raise awareness of intuition and also to keep pushing this and to keep pushing my own experiences with intuition so that I can continue to share new things. Because I really feel like this is just the beginning. This is an evolving story. This isn't intuition isn't just like, boom, this is it. There is so much untapped potential here. We have no idea what we're capable of. If we keep following this path of intuition and keep pulling, unraveling that thread. So um, this is the threshold. This is just the beginning. So I'm hoping to continue and who knows where it's going to end, but I'll be spending the rest of my days finding out.
1: <laughs> Kim, where can people find you? Please plug away.
2: Uh, KimChesney.com, my website and uh, intuitionlab.com and Radical Intuition, the book you can get online at your favorite bookstore everywhere.
1: It's incredible. And really I know it. you have a podcast too, right? You're on YouTube as well.
2: I am on YouTube. You can find me at Kim Chesney on YouTube. I have tons of resources and interviews with uh, uh, lots of people. You guys will be on there too if you're on YouTube. So I love it.
0: Thank you. This YouTube game is a hard game.
2: Yeah, uh, it is.
0: It is. It's, it's it's a very very hard uh, hard nut to crack. Eric and I thought we were going to waltz onto YouTube, be like,
2: oh, we're
1: two you know decent looking you know schmucks from Long Island. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we're two years in, and you know we're we're still we're still trying to figure it out.
2: Yeah, well, right. I love talking with you guys. This has been fantastic. So, thank I feel like, thank you, thank thank you, you for coming
1: on. And anytime, anytime you want to come on, if you're promoting a new book, promoting anything, please, 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 you have an open forum on Oaken Bros. This is your platform. And uh,
0: yeah, hang out for a minute. I'm going to play the outro, and uh, I want to uh, everyone you go
1: second. get Kim's book. Okay, right now, <laughs> go connect yeah. with yeah. your intuition, radical because intuition. Because this is real. <laughs> Kim is, is a document a documentarian, and she's do- <laughs> she. I am. You uh, you are. You are. And and what you're showing is that Star Wars and The Matrix, it's all a documentary. Exactly. So this is great. Kim, thank you. Thank you. Everybody like, subscribe, and
0: share this show. We appreciate everybody tuning in. And we will see you next time.